Blog Talk Radio.
to the Truth to Power show. I'm Beverly, and we have Thomas Tutmo Smith with us tonight, and also we have a special guest, Sister Shine, will be joining us tonight also. So, uh, Tutmo, how are you doing this evening? Doing good, Bev. How are you doing? Great, great. That's good. I'm doing all right. Nothing new here in the city. Oh, nothing mm-hmm. uh, too much happening here either that I know no, of. I do. It's a lot going on. It's just that I'm not aware of it. Yeah, yeah. I did see Biden today, man. He was over there in um in Britain, and he he's confused. He was he thought that the the guy with the big fuzzy hat and the red coat, you know, one of the uh-huh. guards. 
Yeah. He, he go to he turns to the guard. The king is like this way, this way. It's like, yo, what is wrong with this dude? Man, you don't see that big ass red coat. That ain't the king. Unbelievable, man. And the big old afro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He turned to them dudes and and start greeting them. And, and King Charles is behind him, like, like, like. He pretty much saying, "Nigga, turn around. I'm, right, I'm this way. I'm this way." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I'm I'm just like this guy's unfit, unqualified. And, and, and King Charles is not too far behind him. He got a touch of dementia also. I think he only got dementia when it comes down to them Epstein's man. He I, I, otherwise, but yeah, he looked like a hundred times more confident than um Biden when they stood next oh, to each yeah. other. It was like. It, it was like looking at Biden standing next to Trump. It was like, damn, this dude is, he's done. Like, he, yeah, we got to do something, man. We got to do something. You saw Jamie Foxx? No. How he looking? Shit, he looked brand new. I said, is he the clone? Oh, then that's what, they're, that's what some they... people are saying, that Dan cloned him. Man, he looked like a new person. He's um playing golf, man. He hit the ball about four hundred yards. He turned around, he was on a yacht, you know what I'm saying, waving at people. I said, Oh man, he they say he had a stroke and was paralyzed and blind. So is that Jamie Foxx or is the real Jamie Foxx? Oh, is know, it still in the hospital somewhere and this is the this is the clone. They they wanted some test ones, you know. Yeah, see if they could yeah. fool the family, see if they could fool the media. But yeah, he back though. He looks just like he left. Cause mm-hmm. didn't they say that about uh, Chappelle too? I heard mm-hmm. that. I don't know, man. Chappelle. I don't know. He was always weird to me, man. I could never pinpoint it. Um, but you know, Jamie Foxx was definitely like Chappelle. I didn't really catch him as being a brother until later on in his career. Like, well, he's a real brother. You know what I'm saying? Cause. When he started out, his comedy was very white. It was mm-hmm. sort of like, um, like when you know, you know, Whoopi Goldberg started as a comedian, right? Right. Yeah, her comedian wasn't for her comedy wasn't for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was. Right. It, it that's how I felt about his comedy. It, it was. It was. But he got better with Paul Mooney. You know, got in there and I guess started writing um the Chappelle Show. And all Paul Mooney gonna do is talk about black people stuff. You know, and Chappelle got on board, so I never, you know, it's like he came back black. You know what I'm saying? So he <laughs> could have been cloned, um, but um, for sure, Jamie Foxx was one of us. Like his comedy was always black people right. comedy. You know what I'm saying? It was always geared toward us as the audience, and he definitely looks good, man, on the yacht. Riding past in Chicago on a yacht. On top of that, like he riding down the Chicago River on a yacht, you know? Yeah. Well, I did remember uh, reading about uh, the Congress here. They got to fighting the Republicans. Uh, they they had a meeting here, and uh, when one of the Republicans from Detroit, he him and some more, I think, went to the meeting. They locked them out. They wouldn't let them in. And uh, the meeting was, uh, wasn't in Detroit. It was out somewhere. So they knocking on the door. They acting like Detroiters. 
and well, they wasn't uh, black. They was they was white, but they was acting like Detroiters. And so the guy opened the door, and they got to fighting. <laughs> wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Now, you said that you could go right into Canada from Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, our, our uh, lakes are, are huge, but right here on the Detroit side in Canada, it's, it's real narrow. Got you. Okay, okay. Because then you don't need to show any ID or nothing. You just go oh, right yeah, in. You- yeah, you got to show. I mean, when I went through the back roads, I, I didn't because I, I I wasn't trying to get to Canada. I was trying to get somewhere else and ended up there on the back roads. But we have a tunnel under that goes under the water, and we have a bridge. Got you, got you. Okay. You have to show ID. You got to show ID. Okay. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't need a passport. Do you need your passport? Oh, yeah. You have to have an enhanced uh, driver's license or something, not just a regular driver's license. Because you're going got into another you. country. Got you. Got you. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I saw. It's amazing uh-huh. how you just go across the water and the vibes is different. It's a different vibe. Well, I mean, you get different vibes when you go to different suburbs. So it's it's not no different. Yeah, yeah. I always say that um, when I leave New York and I go right under the water and get off in New Jersey, like three minutes. Wow, it's a whole nother yeah. It's a whole nother wild, like a whole yeah. nother mindset you gotta put yourself into, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, is Doctor X coming on tomorrow? Hmm. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I did have um, want to tell the family. So uh, we we doing the show today on uh ladies and IT. I'll be back next week with the human enhancement. Okay. Some of the um, future stuff they're gonna do with that stuff is that that's where um, it gets a little bit like they can't do that, and then you know you look down the line, yeah, they did it, you know. So yeah, uh, that's gonna blow people's mind. Um, and um, there was another story that was in. Oh, um, man, um, oh, I forgot the story, bad. It's something that I read today in the people, but it, it blew my mind. It's just geeky. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy, you see that they, they're not doing it. It seems like um, that guy who was supposedly a traitor to Russia, and mm-hmm. he um he was Putin's chef, and he had a rebellion against Putin, and it seemed like um, him and Putin met, and he back to work for Putin. Yeah, these so people. Said, this I, is weird. This is real weird. Yeah. I knew he was gonna get killed. So that maybe that whole thing was just was um was fake news put out by the U.S. the propaganda to try to make us think there was a coup attempt or something going on over there when it really wasn't. Because yeah, there's no way that Putin just let this dude go back to work. You know what I'm saying? Without killing, because then what? The next group of people going to try to do the same thing. He let you go. Like you would have to make an example out of him. So I just find that to be really weird. 
Yeah, you got to really know what's real and what's not now because they they just throwing so much fake stuff at us. And I even heard some people saying that the the shooting with the black guy and the black woman, uh, that's propaganda too. What shooting? You know, when the guy hit the woman and her son came in and shot him. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Well, I think... um... Some some people that live in Chicago went and investigated it, and they were saying it wasn't adding up what they was telling us. They don't even think it even happened. Wow. We'll see what Dr. X say about that tomorrow, because you probably know something, you know. Right. Yeah, I I have no idea. (laughs) I, I know they've been shooting like crazy here in New York, though. It's been every night. It's been shooting mm-hmm. all over the news, you know. So I, I knew that was going to come as soon as it got hot. Yeah, but it's, it, this happened every year when first few weeks of summer when it first get hot and everybody mm-hmm. that's been in the house come outside mm-hmm. and all that stuff they was talking online, they got an answer for. Oh, and, okay. um, yeah, this generally what happens when you see in all these shootings, but they just happen in weird places like, places where you wouldn't expect shootings to happen at. It's like, wow, they shooting there? There's a lot of innocent people getting hit. Um, that should, at, that should at be a red flag. That should be a red flag. Yeah, they were shooting at people through the bus and, mm-hmm. you know, hit people in the bus, but they was trying to hit somebody on the other side of the bus. Trying to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's been some weird stuff. Like, what are they doing? Um, trying to get rid of the video games. Yeah, but these guns they got here in New York, Fev, they not they not even um these kids done got so sophisticated they make their own guns. They call them ghost guns. They not they, they, they don't have no uh-huh. mm-hmm. Go ahead. They don't have no they get like a kit they buy on on a, the dark web or whatever. And they get the kit and they make the gun themselves. They can put the thing together, and you can put different pieces on, and you can modify it and have it do this and that. But when the cops catch these dudes with the guns, they're not guns that they could tie to any manufacturer. They made them themselves. They call them ghost guns. Mm. Look that up, ghost guns. What they call them That's again? That's what they – ghost, ghost, like ghost a ghost. Okay. Ghost guns, yeah. They come from nowhere. Like, they just, like, how these kids get these guns? I mean, they big, too. I mean, real nice, real nice guns. But they they, they look a little weird. And, um, but they work. They they got, you know, they could change the inner piece and make it a, a 45 and then take that piece out and make it a 9 and have a whole nother clip that go in it. They got to have another attachment to the old, you know, it's, they got all different things they doing with these guns, and they not none of them are from a gun store. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we do, we do have a guest joining us tonight too, uh, Tuckmo. Absolutely. She's in, the, she's in the technology uh, business too. And, and um, Kwame was sending me some stuff earlier some statistics the amount of black women that um are not in the field of stem science technology engineering and mathematics which technology is what we're talking about tonight 
mm-hmm. it's staggering. It's it's almost with with uh, I think they say black women are the most educated group of people in the country. However, as I, and what he sent me, it's like two percent that get into STEM fields, and, and these are where the money are is at, and this yeah. is where you get the easy nine to five job. I mean. You could leave a half an hour early and come in a half an hour late. You know, uh, these, these are the, the the real good jobs. They start with six figures. And for someone with kids, this is perfect for you. Yeah. Uh, the, the the people at my job, right, the women, most of the women are white, right? It's only, it's only two black women in the whole company. Mm. And uh, one, one of them is from... Um, from England via Dominica, the island Dominica, and the other one is from Jamaica. Hmm. Everyone else, and it's a bunch of females. They're all Indian, uh, Arabs, um, no uh, black of female. course, whites. Two black females, only two. One of them is from Jamaica. But they not from here. They're not from here. And it's, wow. uh, about, it's probably about eight black guys. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I would say about two of them is, I know it for sure, are West Indian. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's four times as many black guys doing it as black females. And that's how it goes across the board. And that mm-hmm. this is a field where, if you have, like I was saying, the women drop their kids off at the daycare around the corner from the job. When they get off the train, they get off, pick their kids. It's perfect if you have children. Especially a lot of black women are single mothers. <clears throat> Perfect opportunity for you. Get all the time off in the world. You could work from home if you don't feel like coming to the office because technology just is, is through the um, laptop. So um, this is the best field. You don't have to go out like um, what black women tend to get into is humanities, social services. Um, you don't have to go to nobody's shelter or prison or school or hospital. You don't got to do nothing. You go to a nice air-conditioned, heated office with um, free amenities all over the place. I mean, top tier, everything is, is, is coming from imports and it's free. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a, all the fringe benefits, car ride home, yacht ride with the company, Christmas party, all that stuff you get. And you don't, and you're gonna get a hundred and something. I think they start IT in my job off at a hundred fourteen thousand mm. dollars. That's coming straight out of college. You, and wow. you know, it's a good job, and the white girls are eating it up. You know, yeah. um, and and the Indians, well, the Indians and the Chinese and the Arabs, they get into something more sophisticated called coding. Um, they they're more into that, but. IT, the white girls are killing the field, and so are the brothers. And IT, that's where most of the black people work. They work in the IT. They work in uh, facilities like I do. They do stuff like that. But IT is the big money. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, this is important for the ladies and the fellas. If you're looking for a career path where you don't got to go out and do manual labor. I mean, you got to do manual labor. You got to lift up a computer. You might have to take it apart. I mean, that's your manual labor. But, you know, you not, you don't have to work on a car engine or deliver no boxes or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like we're normally doing. So, yes, ma'am, Bev. Yeah, and my thing is 
you know, uh, what happens when the AI take over, the robots take over a lot of the jobs? The people who is into the uh, IT and the technology, they the ones still going to have jobs, but the rest of the people, you know, they're going to be on that um, that in, that two thousand dollars that they trying to give everybody a month, and that's all they're going to be able to get. So, but this is perfect mm-hmm. for our guest that's coming on because she's a female. She's uh. Um, and 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 she, um, you know, what she wants to do is perfect to solve this problem. So let me bring uh, Sister Shine up here to join us. Sister Shine, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. How are you all doing tonight? We're doing great, great. Peace. For the uh, people that not familiar, tell the people what do you do and, and uh, what is your your plans here? Um, I'm, a, uh, I'm a desktop engineer. Um, mainly my daily tasks consist of uh, working with computers all day, whether it's upgrading the memory, um, switching out motherboards, different components. Um, Pretty much all of that, uh, <laughs> moving them around. Um, basically, I would like to. This is my my call to action, I guess, um, mm-hmm. for more of us to become involved in this field um, uh, to help people understand that it doesn't have to be intimidating because it's not at all. Um, it's just it's really not. But this is something that is. It's starting to take over, and if we don't jump on this train now, then I'm afraid we're just going to be left behind once again. Right. So we always trying to catch up, and we won't have to be trying to catch up. You know, we can be right up there or even be in front of it. So, uh, and just like Tuck was saying that, you know, there's no black female and our young people should really be getting into this because this is where everything is at. And so uh, what is your your plan? You have a calling, an idea, a plan. You share it with us? Yes. Uh, that is to create a, uh, it's not a, I feel like having some sort of virtual academy would be best. Um, just to help people start with the basics and the fundamentals, because once you understand those principles, it's um, it's so easy to apply. And we have so much technology available at our hands right now, there's no way that we shouldn't be taking advantage of it. We have things out here that can help you start a business, um, grow your business, your existing business, scale your business, just do different things, things that will, you know, in turn help us change the community, change the way how we all do things, whether, you know, we're young or old. You know, Thomas just mentioned about these young men, you know, building these guns. You have to have a certain level of intelligence to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's apply that in the proper direction. Let's channel that energy in a good way that's going to benefit us. 
Right, and and you really want to focus on the young people too. So you want to start. Uh, you're gonna start an online class. You want to start off online to uh, have a place where the young people could come and and learn technology. Yes, um, something that will get them off of social media, off of TikTok, off of the game, to where they're still able to be sort of in their, you know, in that, you know. Um, you know, still dealing with some sort of technology, but also teaching them how to use it to benefit them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to help benefit, you know, our communities everywhere. So I feel like virtual would be best just because I'm able to have a broader reach. Okay, okay. And so you want to be able to, like you say, start from the basics and then, you know, have the young people to know how to build computers, take them apart, you know, learning everything it is about the technology. And a lot of young people, you know, where do you want to start at? Around what age? You know, these days kids are getting phones shoved in their faces at one, two years old. Um, Mm -hmm. We can't start that early, but I would say maybe – four or five, once they're able to start talking pretty good, you're able right. to teach them things, have them repeat it back to you, because that's, I feel like that's, you know, that's how the parents are going to be able to help learn and help teach their children as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you ha- they, they have cell phones. They're playing with their parents' cell phones now. And a lot of times the parents give them the cell phone and it keeps the, the young, the toddlers and them quiet. Because they're focusing on the, on the cell phone. <laughs> and um, yeah. okay, yeah, it was a, go ahead. It was a guy. I had broke my phone screen, so I was looking for you know someone that could fix it. And um, I, I saw online this guy. He'll come to your job. He'll fix your phone. So I said, you know, it was like, this is how long ago. It cost like $40, you know. So I think it costs hundreds of dollars now for this same service. But, you know, I, I was working at a um, big office building. So he came to the lobby. He, you know, all the lobbies in New York are public. So, you know, had tables and chairs. So he sat down and we chatted. And he was saying he came from Brazil and, you know, he made this lifestyle because he does these phones and he makes all this money fixing phone screens and he goes from office to office. So let's fast forward a couple years later, got a totally different phone. Uh, My phone screen breaks. I think like two days later, one of my kids' phone screen breaks. So I call this guy and I'm waiting for him. And the guy sitting down was like, are you Thomas? So I'm like, yeah. He's like, it was a young black guy. And he was like, I'm, I'm the guy. You know, so he was telling me, you know, I was trying to chat with him while he fixed the phone. It took like 15 minutes. And he was telling me that this guy now, he has a bunch of trained all these young black guys how to do it. And he's a Brazilian guy. He's not a black Brazilian. You know, he looks more like a, a, a Latino. But he taught all these black kids how to do this, and now they're the ones who ride around and do this stuff for him. And he lives in Brazil. He just gets sent some money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just how important it is to teach the kids stuff like this. 
Mm-hmm. And these were like six, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids who probably dropped out of school, wasn't doing nothing with themselves. So he saw them on the streets, and he just taught them a skill. And, you know, now I'm sure they probably got their own business doing it. You know, all they got to do is buy the screens and for whatever the, the retail value is and charge for their labor, you know. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's that's good. That's good, and that's what, what we're looking at. Looking, what's what we want? Rather for them to do that than out there slanging drugs. Well, I do have someone yeah. um, with their hands mm-hmm. raised. Let's see. Uh, the number here is three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one if you have a question or a comment for Sister Shine uh, with uh, her, uh, what she's getting ready to get involved in. All right, 773-895. Do you have a question or a comment? Uh, half and half. How y'all doing tonight? Good, good. Yeah, um, what's going on? What's going on? Um, Okay. See how I can word this question. How would, or from both of your experience as far as um, working with computers in IT, uh, let me go back a little bit. Now, one of my last jobs, I worked at a VA hospital in um, in Chicago, and um, one of the biggest jobs or departments that they needed people was the IT IT department. That's within the hospital. And what's interesting, um, I'm in uh, Tennessee now, and looking at the the top 100 highest-paying jobs in demand as far as Memphis, the whole Memphis area, parts of Mississippi and Arkansas, they're not IT jobs. And a matter of fact, um, the top 10 jobs that are in demand right now, they're all basically – either in the medical field, doctors, nurses, pediatricians, and pharmacists. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, if we wanted to, like, encourage a young person to get into that field, um, it seems like if I'm, if, well, if I'm, if I'm reading this data right, I mean, it's a good field to get into, but it also depends on what part of the country, what area of the United States you live in, because, one particular job field might be in demand in one area, but it might not be in a, in another area. You, you you get what I'm saying? But to me, it's like it's in everything because look at our cars. I mean, we just drive in computers. You know, everything is computerized. Well, not not down here. I get what you're saying. I uh-huh. guess. Not not down here, and it's funny because it's funny. It's good you you brought that up there because okay. like what's interesting down here, people are driving cars are ten, fifteen, almost twenty years old. Um, they riding the cars until the wheels fall off, and I mean you do see people driving Teslas and stuff like that, but it's not really as prevalent down here like it was up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um. As far as the side hustles down here, like the kids going to college is not really a big deal down here. I mean, depends who you talk to. And like 
two of the major side hustles down here for young people, for older people also, um, they get out of high school, they go work at one of the restaurants here, or they do go to college. They don't actually go into the field, go in a restaurant, or they get into real estate. They're, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big thing down here as far as buying up a lot of houses and fixing them up and flipping them because there's not a lot of housing down here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a big, as far as the medical field down here, it's a shortage of different doctors and everything. Now, I did notice something, something I noticed down here like I didn't see in Chicago. I'm running into more black doctors in here, psychiatrists, a lot of social workers down here opposed to what I didn't see up there in Chicago. Okay. But, I mean, like I said, the majority of, like like I said, this is Memphis, so the black people down here outnumber the white people. You know, so uh, but as I would far say as the this IT about, thing um, here, uh huh. I say this about Memphis in particular. It's not gonna have a high um, IT base. I mean, you could look at the skyline; it doesn't even really have big buildings. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, offices is where you're gonna get IT. Like like the hospitals need IT. Um, and electric cars are going to come there. They're going to stop making the combustible engines. So they're not going to have a choice but to, you know, eventually switch over because it won't be an option. But, um, see, but uh, I kinda, that's why I kind of disagree. Not, that's I, not, uh, I disagree um, with you because, job, see. But, but wait uh-huh. that's not even an IT job. That's not even an IT right, job. Right, right, right. Well, that would be see, like more a, of an electric uh-huh. mechanic type of job. Uh, but right. what, what I'm going to say is, where's the state capital? Nashville. I guarantee they have a bunch of IT jobs in Nashville. Because all those state offices going to have to have people that can maintain the computer systems. Everything is computerized. The electric, from the motor vehicle to um, taxes, mm-hmm. everything is computerized. So the state... Um, the state capitals down south, because the south isn't as, like, it's not like Chicago or New York, you know, like, yeah. where big business is done at. Those are, like, poor states, you know what I'm saying? So IT might not be that prevalent um, at, yeah. at down there. Um, what, what, what does um, Sister Sean say? Um, I would actually say uh, there may not be a heavy IT market, available in that area, but that's where we have to take the opportunity to, you know, make a change, you know, um, even Mm -hmm. in the medical field, there are ways to, you know, create software that will help better analyze that data, that will help, um, you know, just help processes and procedures Mm -hmm. smoother and faster. So there's all different Mm -hmm. types of ways that you can really apply this to even real estate, you know, um, there's apps to create, you know. There's there's right. a lot of different ways that you can apply technology. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in the actual field of IT. But I will also add, a lot of jobs are hiring remote still. So no matter where you are, you can really get a job pretty much anywhere. Right. Because I know a lot of people so still Right. Because I know one of my doctors um, – I see on a week, well, bi-weekly basis, she's not here in Tennessee. She's in Texas. Right. You do Working virtual visits, see? Mm-hmm. But, like, you even know. down there, like, what, what Sister Sean just said that was interesting, right, because 
Memphis is really an area where this is where it needs to be taught at because the brothers won't have any competition. And once you apply IT to any business that you have, right, let's just say mm-hmm. you own a restaurant. They own restaurants, okay. Well, I mean, you're online. You can have your own app. You know, when I go to, like, um, even if I go to a food truck, I just scan the barcode. Now, you know, on the food truck, order my food through the app, pay through my phone, and then, you know, pick it up when I go outside or something. It's like, or mm-hmm. IT is everywhere. Um, if they don't know it, it might make their business, might be what takes their business to the next level. Because once you put this into small restaurants, now you can start um, taking online orders. Then you can start delivering further away. Then you could probably get enough money to build another restaurant. You know what I'm saying? And, and change, have a little chain situation going. But in order to do that, you're definitely going to have to have, you're either going to have to hire an IT person or you're going to have to hire one like that just comes in contractually and sets everything up for you and teaches you what to do. Um, because mm-hmm. how are you going to be in business? Like COVID, once COVID hit, all the restaurants that went out of business was ones that didn't want to conform. They didn't want to put a computer next to the cash register and get the orders to come in through Uber Eats and, and Seamless and Grubhub and Postmates and um, Gale Dash or Food Dash, whatever they call that. All those people, all those restaurants thrived during COVID. They got bigger. You know, all the ones that didn't want to, people weren't leaving their house. You know, they were ordering online, just deliver it to me. If you wasn't set up for that, you got left behind. And, and that's what they yeah, had. That, that, you're right. That there. definitely happened in Chicago. I mean, a, and a lot of, and it, and it was sad because it was a lot of newer restaurants that didn't stay open that long. And after COVID, it, it killed them. It shut them down. But places like Chipotle, McDonald's, um, even if you weren't, if even like if the if the actual uh, lobbies and stuff was closed, people would still go through the drive-throughs, you know, push them to shove, you know. But all the mom and pop restaurants up there, they folded mo- for the most part. Yeah. Uh, let me add someone else to the um, round table. Kwame? Hotep and better love, Sister Bev. Hotep. and greeting Shine and Derek. Please, you know, what I'm, Greetings. What I'm hearing is, is we're going to be put into regions the northern regions, the urban areas, and the rural areas. And this is why they're attempting to herd all the people into the urban areas for the technology and that, that feel of, of supply and demand and the ability to have that technology work for them and their corporations and, and for people to start in their entrepreneurship. Rural areas are going to be, yes, it's going to be needed some parts of IT, but when you're looking at, you know, a farmer and people that are in the agricultural business, part of that can be done IT, but the other part is has to have the human factor in it. So it's learning how to balance that part of IT and humanism. And that's the part that we're looking at in how do we as a people become wise enough to use the balance of divine intelligence and artificial intelligence. And so this is the key 
because we're looking at this this whole thing, this country is changing by 2050. They already have an agenda for 2050 to have regions and everything is going to move by rail and waterways. So we looking at technology, what are the advanced fields that are going to be for, I sent it to you, Tutmos, the, the statistics saying that black women in 2060 will be the majority of women in this country. So what are we looking at as far as being able to prepare those that are coming out of the womb now and being able to set up the type of learning and educational tool systems to be able to prepare them for that field that, that will be here in the next two generations. These are the tools that, yes, we have to get into the field. And, you know, I even look back at it and, and look at the history of, of, of this country. It was the, the picking of cotton now it's the clicking of apps, the picking of cotton and the clicking of apps. They, they, they're simultaneously working because that cotton made thread in order for them to tech, make textiles. That computer has to have fiber optics to use that thread of fiber glass optics to be able to do what? To make texts and communication. So what you're seeing is, is that, that that one field that started with, with that, that cotton was king and that part, it just moved into a technological. It moved it went mm-hmm. from agriculture to, to industry to to moving into technology because it's basically still using the part of human connection. Is that every time we click on any app, anything that you click on, there is a uh, uh, a profit. Every time you pick cotton, there was a profit. So you're looking at the industry, but how do we take from that that looking at that to looking at now? And these are the tools that we should be able to look at and see how we can advance greater because the greatest cotton was Egyptian cotton. And after the Civil War, Egyptian cotton became king of the world. You can't sleep on Egyptian sheets unless you're paying $500 for those sheets. Right. And and, and, and that's why, uh, Sister Shine, I think it's right on time. Like you say, the young people, you know, at least, and, and even if somebody wants to use technology as a weapon, at least if we uh, know it, understand it, if, if we can build it, we also can uh protect ourselves from uh, harm or what if, if they wanted to use it against us. And there's a Nigerian brother in Nigeria. He's a physicist, a computer physicist. He says that they know how to create the viruses to attack most computers. They have, mm-hmm. they have perfected viruses. They know that can attack computer systems, but they're not using it, but they're using it to make programs to work, but they also know if we can make programs with these programs, you can make the virus. And that's, that's the right. protection that you're going to have to have. Yeah. That's right. Also, we have to get back to our true selves. Whenever we are dealing with technology, creating technology, we have to remember that, one, we already have the divine intelligence on our side. 
That's first and foremost. Secondly, we have pure intentions. So when you have pure intentions, that that vibrates. Anything that you touch, anything that you create should have the same. And this is why, and, and I thank you for that, because this is the part that we have to find the balance. Because there is a challenge here on Turtle Island, the divine intelligence on Turtle Island versus the artificial intelligence. This is where we're at as as human beings living here on this planet. But basically what we're doing is living here on this Turtle Island. We have that challenge because in their using this technology, they went from Jim Crow to Jim Crow there's still the racial factor that's being put into these algorithms and to these, these, these uh, applications in order to look at Silicon Valley and look at how many people that are in there that look like the percentage of us that are programming and making these type of, of programs right. for it to be used. This is where we have to be able to get into that field. Because I heard the last time they had the big convention in Canada for IT, they were blocking the Africans from coming, saying that they, they didn't want them attending because they didn't have the experience of, of the, the ITs that were there that were from the United States and Europe. These are the challenges that we're going to face because Ruha Benjamin's book, uh, Race and Technology, shows how this technology is geared for Europeans, not us. And and we and we well, the only ones can change that. They're not going to change well, it. Yeah. And this is well, what let me we're say talking this about. To that we we don't have the same problems that Africans have because they don't have access to the most updated technology, and we do. We live in the United States, so we can go to the store and, and buy the most updated technology, come home, put it in the most updated Wi-Fi, most updated system. There's no excuses for us to put ourselves in the same boat as them. So, yeah, when the Africans go to a conference where they're dealing with the most updated versions of IT and they don't even have minor infrastructure to support the Internet like that, it, it, it does make it kind of seem like, why are you here? You know what I'm saying? But they won't do that to us. We come from the United States. You know what I'm saying? And the, okay. the way that the way that the um the way that the technology is spoken about, right? Because I do a whole show on technology, and then people will come in and want to go back to nature. And so, are we going to learn the technology? Or are we going to go back to nature? You know, it's all about me. You know, I, it has to, to it has to, we have to learn the technology because this is where this is going. If we learned the internet when it first came out, we would all have been billionaires, but we didn't. We learned it later. This is here now. And it's like the conversation when it comes down to black people. When you talk to white people about technology, you watch their programs, everybody's like, they want to learn it. And when you talk to black people, they want to run from it. You know, let's get away from it. Let's let's try to go somewhere where it don't exist. But like even the divine intelligence aspect of it, we need to learn artificial intelligence. We need to learn it, to learn but, how to control it, so it doesn't control us. We need to learn how to program it, how how to use 
GTP and things. We don't need to worry about some intelligence from outer space. We need to learn the intelligence that's right in front of us so we could do better here. You understand? It's like it's like um running from the problem. Let me let me the, you the the part that you said about the African and not having the technology. The African, the continent of Africa has the mineral resources that all these damn technology companies rob and steal from. How is it that so it's can they take, So what part of Africa me, can they finish, take that me, resource finish, and make the technology? Wait, wait. Uh, the, the Congo, wait. the major major mineral resource in creating the, the, the microchips and the, and the tech, using from creating technology comes out of that continent. The mineral resources that basically all these computer companies, China, all America, all of these companies are in Africa taking the mineral resources of Africa and Haiti. If we control the resources of the land that we were, though our ancestors was born on, they could not have the monopoly that they did because this is what they have done in going in and robbing and taking that resource that comes from the earth that we were born on, on a continent. Okay, so can the people in the Congo take those resources and build a microchip? No. Can they build a battery? No. So they, they have what? the resources. They don't control it's, it's them because not... they don't know what to do with them. And the but people that have their countries with... that know how to work this stuff, they leave their country, go to the United States, England, Sweden, France, wherever, and they make this stuff, but they don't go back to their country and teach their people nothing. If, if, so what, if how is that our problem? If we, like, had, if, we had, if we had our people to invest and buy those mines and, and, and put the market of the mineral resources that China and all of these other countries are taking out of Africa, we would have a part of the monopoly. This is what I'm just looking at. We're looking at that yeah, because we did not use all of the diamonds and gold. We did not look at that as that. But the invaders came in and stole and took it and created civilization. You know the story. They capitalism. stole their resources. We got it. But so what? They ain't doing nothing with it. So what? What are we going to do about it? You want, us to go, you want us to go to Africa and buy a mine, right? We don't even own the hair market, and we're the number one people in that market. We don't own the weed market. We don't own the hip-hop market, and we're the people that make that. Where, where do you see, like, this is? If we did this, if we, let's deal with what we can do. That's not going to happen. We're not going to control the resources in Africa. They can't control their resources. How black people here are going to control the resources in Africa? We don't control our own neighborhoods then that's where we need to begin because we got to control the family. The family is the first nation. This is where we got to start. Let me, uh, let me, let me add Philadelphia to the table. 215. Better love. Hold up, y'all. Better love. love, Sister Sean. So the other day I was in the park meditating grounding, right? And Something popped in my mind. I was like, all right, they got robot dogs. I need to be trying to create a robot cat or something to offset them robot dogs. And I was really sitting there. I was really thinking about how I could create it, how I could start. And it's crazy. 
it's crazy that Sister Sean is on and giving us this information because I need to know how I can sign up. Because first of all, I'm tired of delivering packages for Amazon. Like I'm tired. Like <laughs> I'm tired. Today I had 179 stops. Like 179 homes to go to. Like I'm tired. Like I need to know where I can sign up and how I can get on board. Now number two, um, family. I don't know. Like. I travel too. So what I'm noticing is there's not going to be any more rural areas. Like most of the rural areas in Pennsylvania and Southern and, and uh, Central New Jersey, all of the rural areas, Toll Brothers is buying it up, putting townhome communities and single family home communities there. It might not be a densely populated area like Philly or Newark or Harlem or something like that, but the counties, they're going to have millions of people in them. It's going to be spread out. Also, what I'm also, for the region that I'm in, how can black people get into IT in the Philly, New York, Jersey region if all the East Indians are taking control of that community? Because I don't deliver for Amazon in Philly no more. They got us in the suburbs. No lie. Every... And I mean every, and I'm dead serious. Every townhome community, every single family gated community is all East Indian. I delivered a package today. The guy wanted me to deliver it into his um, garage. Delivered in his garage. He's sitting in his, in, in his living room with a headset on. He clearly doing some type of IT work. So, you know, back to you know what what, what brother Derek was saying. I think some of this stuff is regionalized too um, because certain markets is going to get sold up by them and where they moving to. Um, in Northern Jersey, it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of East Indians in Northern New Jersey. So how can a lot black people on the Northeast side from Delaware to Boston, how can we, Get into the IT field and all get some of the East Indian stuff. The East Indians, they do IT in my office and stuff. Well, every office I right. worked at, the white people hate them because they don't understand what they're saying. What they be, you know, repeat yourself. I don't understand. Change your tone. They be too bad, disrespectful, and even um, right. they don't like the Chinese people for the same reason. I heard a white lady tell a Chinese dude. See, that's because your eyes are halfway closed. If you open your eyes more, you would see more. So I'm just saying, they they don't do that to us when we're in that field because we communicate with them um, perfectly. And um, being that we communicate, you know, just as good as white people communicate, we speak the king's language, we get get those jobs that we tend to do. Even the West Indian brothers, they speak. English in a way that everyone understands them, you know what I'm saying? So they didn't right. get those jobs, but yeah, so don't don't be threatened by that. A lot of them Indians do coding. Um, okay. A lot of the IT is hands-on, right? So I don't know about right. how Sister Sean does it, but how I've seen it done. Like, in, in my job, like, if I need the I, uh, my ID badge isn't working on the door, I got to go to IT. They give it access. You know, they, they have, like, the, the inside, you know, mechanisms of everything that works. If my timesheet isn't uploading, you know, I go to them, they fix that. If I, I can't log in, my password, I forgot, whatever, they do that type of stuff. They also 
like we have a new hire. They got to set up, you know, two screens here, you right. know, the, the, the base. They do that work. So it's pretty hands-on. So when you see the people working from home, they probably do coding. They do some type of programming. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they could just do conference calls all day, and they could just look at the code and make sure that it's staying in line and make alterations to it as it comes across their screen. Like, they, they IT is a more hands-on. And IT has really nothing to do, not yet, has really nothing to right. do with AI. This is dealing with the physical software and hardware that the company or the the industry, whatever whatever type of business you have uses. They, you know, every every company, like everybody at my company gets a laptop. We don't own a laptop. The they, the company owns it. You know, so you know if anything goes wrong with that laptop, I bring it to IT. They gotta fix it. You know what I'm saying? Or they, you know, the fan isn't working. They take a new, put a new fan in, or they give me a whole new laptop, or give me a loaner laptop until they fix my laptop or something. So they they're more hands on. Right. So. So just to piggyback off what you said real quick, so um, I went to HBCU for my freshman and a little bit of my sophomore year. Um, got tired of it, came back to Philly, went to uh, community for a little bit, but I got my trade degree in cardio technology, right? So when I got my job at this hospital, the only reason why I got hired was because I could speak English. Now, the guy that I was rivaling against, um, I actually went to trade school with him. And the first thing, when I, when I actually got hired my first day, that the boss told me was we didn't hire him because we couldn't understand anything he was saying. He, his, his, his Indian accent was way too deep. So, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into that. But that is true. And a lot of people, you know, they is getting tired mm-hmm. of not being able to understand anybody. When you call for help, um, I got bit by a dog at work, like, two, three weeks ago, right? And um, when I called Amazon's, you know, help desk, they from India. Uh, the people that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maps our routes that does the logistics, the people that do the logistics for Amazon is in India. Like, they're in India. They're not even in America. Like, they're in India. So yep. America's kind of getting tired of offsetting our jobs and offsetting our stuff to other people. Um, so I'm definitely going to look into it and not let that, you know, stray me away from getting a job at RT. Because I'm looking to chill. I haven't had physical jobs since I've been working. So I'm just ready to chill now and make good money and put something to good use. And like Sister Sean said, help the community out. Like I was saying with the robot dogs, hey, if I could create a robot cat that do something to the offset the robot dog or you know, y'all was right. Like we we gotta soak this knowledge and this information about IT and how this computer stuff works so that we won't be left out. Cause right now, how it's looking, we're gonna be in a district nine type situation. Like or it's gonna be like Elysium where we live in third world and everybody else got the technology and got everything, but we don't because we didn't take advantage fast enough. And that's my fear, like that's my fear. It is we we gonna fall behind, and you know once you fall behind, like in certain areas, it was cool. Certain time periods because the technology wasn't that rapid, but now you can't fall behind. And um, 
I was working at, you know, I'm talking 1999. I'm working at Deloitte and um, big accounting firm. And they called in thousands of people, told them they was offshoring their jobs to India. These people were crying, like, you know, they, their job was gone. They had decent job graphics, proofreading, uh, all these different, uh, you know, computerized jobs. They could have someone in India doing it for half the pay, and they could just send it back online, you know, where they have to be on hands-on, you know what I'm saying? If they needed something printed, they'll prepare the document and send it as a PDF, and we just print it out. So whole groups of people. That's, so that's about when it started. They called it offshoring. It's, and a lot of the jobs that they offshored were technical jobs, you know, uh, uh, that black people have. Good jobs, too. Like, people worked in these companies for 20, 30 years, proofreading uh, all of the all of the um, documents and stuff. They send the court or whatever, but now they have some Indian do it, you know, and they do it just as good for half the pay. So uh, that that's all. I remember when that happened, and that was terrible. But um, it's just like when I call my phone company, I get a person from Malaysia. I don't understand nothing. They, you got to put this code in. Like, what? Put this code in? Like, what, wait, you know, say that slow. Spell, spell what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because they, and white people don't like dealing with that in offices. Like, over the phone is one thing, but when you in their face, you can't explain right. that what, why this thing ain't working, or they get very nasty. You know what I'm saying? So they want a person in those positions. So those jobs, I think, will be relatively safe. Um, certain aspects of it can be uh, done by the AI, but for the most part, they're going to want to know why their computer isn't working right now. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying here later. I pay you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, right. You got anything to say, Sister Shine? Yeah, I was trying to get in, but, you know, (laughs) I would also say a lot of these jobs are, you know, again, they're remote. So many companies are still, my company is probably 95% remote out of like five different sites all over the nation. So like no one's really in the office anymore. Um, Also, yeah, they're not too a lot of American companies aren't too big on offshoring to India or really any other country anymore because there's so many ransomware attacks that are that have been happening over the last, what, two or three years? So companies are finding that their systems are getting hacked, mm-hmm. they're being held, they're being held, you know, their data is being held for, you know, ransom for millions of dollars. So, yeah, they're really not really allowing any external access outside of um the U.S. So that's another thing that works in our favor. But um, a lot of times you got to understand the job is also going to train you. I've trained so many remote employees without ever seeing them in person on the same things that I do every day. So that's another thing that you have to consider. We have tools like chat GPT out here that can create you a resume. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends just told me, she said she got 20 years experience from Chad GPT. <laughs> I say you make it sound like it just handed it to you. She said it did. It do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have tools like that that we can use to our benefit that can, you know, a lot of these companies, they lie about the starting salary on, you know, whenever they post the ad for the job. If they can lie a little bit, so can you. Right, right. There's experience. 
<laughs> so, um, and also, will you be uh, teaching not just only the children, and I know it's important that they need it, but it's also important that the parents need it also. So you got grown folks that want to jump in on this too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be be for all ages um, because I do believe that the parents need to be involved because they're going to, you know, um, reiterate that to their children as well. So we definitely, definitely going to be a family affair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Okay. Go ahead, Kwame. Yeah, and I mean, I'm overstanding the IT and I'm an elder. So, you know, this is all new and different, and and I'm grateful for Generation X and Millennials. The part that I'm looking at now in the next field that they're going with, with this 5G C-band, and the C-band is is moving from the 4G to 8G frequencies. And how is that field looked at as far as we're talking about IT, but that satellite banding that this is what they're shifting over to from fiber optics to satellite. I mean, and bringing it down from, from antenna and creating that field. How do you see the possibilities of people getting into that field now that it's just starting and they're going to be utilizing this as far as the electric cars and, and driving things and, and it's going to be run from satellite instead of from cable. I would say right now they're pretty much gatekeeping a lot of that information. So if there's an opportunity for us to get in, we should definitely take that. Um, I am not too familiar with it yet. I've seen it come up in a few articles, but I haven't learned enough about it yet for me to really have an actual opinion. Okay. And and just looking at future, future, what is coming in the future, these are going to be the things that they're implementing now in order to create a higher grade of this technology and being able to get in, okay, like Sutton Host was saying, if you had got in on IT in the beginning, the thing that you would be at is, yeah, we would be wealthy and prosperous, but you can get in on this next stage of this development going from fiber optics, cable, in-ground to satellite and disk. And I think it was, was it Elon Musk or, or Zuckerberg, one of them, took over that and saying that he's going to run his Twitter or whatever from satellite as opposed to running it through cable. Yeah, I heard that. I think it's Musk. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's Elon. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, a lot of that is going to but I say right now is like, right now is the most opportune time for us because, for one, this technology is still available for free for absolutely free. So we don't know how long this will even last. While we have the opportunity to have it at our fingertips for free, I think we should definitely take advantage of it. And there's so many different things that it can be applied to any sort of industry, any business, anything. Um, I once had a job where we water, we monitored water levels um, based on technology. Like it would send you an alert once the water level reaches so high. So we can use this in any industry, whether it be agriculture, um, technology, um, healthcare, anything. Yeah. But yeah. And you don't have to go to school. Oh, I'm sorry. Now go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, 
and you and you won't have to go to school because I'm not saying I don't want to go to school, but I ain't trying to go back to nobody college. Four right. years, like I just need at 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 the most eight months training. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's a fast paced world. Like I don't have time to like have a job, mm-hmm. pay my bills, and go to like school too. And um, like I look for like entry level positions in IT, and they be slim to none, or it be like a qualification that I don't have that's probably take like you know, a six-month training or whatever, but uh, is there something where, like, you could work and receive training at the same time? Like, There's actually this um, this app that I've been using for quite a while, um, just for different things. It's called uh, Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. They offer a lot of different um, technology courses that are pretty much from entry level to advanced level. Um, they, yeah, they're not very expensive. Some of them will even help you prep for your certifications that you may want to take. But um, a lot of this stuff is so repetitive that you won't even mm-hmm. need the eight months. Like I would say within just maybe six to eight weeks, yeah, you can really, because a lot of it's repetitive. A lot of it's really just the basics. Did you turn it off and turn it back on? You know, a lot of people think that's right. crazy, but like 90% of the time, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, so right. um, a lot of so it just really. I have UDMI. I, I have that because I, I did a I did a real estate class. It was like eleven dollars or something like that. It was like this real estate class. So I already have the app. So I'm gonna go in there and look for some IT stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they have sales all the time. Like um, they have a lot of really good uh, a lot of really good trainings on there. So that's one way. Also, Google is very, if I run into something that I just absolutely cannot figure out, Google is going to help every single time. YouTube too, yeah. YouTube as well, yeah. True. But yeah, we have See, these tools that are right here. We have I went to, to use a, them, really. I went to a school called Chubb, the Chubb Institute. I don't think it exists anymore. It has another name. Um, but that's where I, I, I got a certificate in help desk tech support. And this was in 1998. So that certificate is useless now, but, um, that, that's what, uh, when you go to school for IT, that's what it's called. Help desk tech support. Um, that, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And it was a 18 month course. Um, and it gave you the same equivalent to a two-year degree in the in the subject matter, but it was like 18 months, and so you had to go every uh, Tuesday, like Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or something like that. And um, it made okay. all different types of systems. But I'm sure, like, they got schools like that that still exist. And uh, mine was only 18 months because all this technology was kind of new then, so they wanted to teach people everything they had. So I learned AS400, even though that's obsolete. I learned, um, you know, um, the, the big floppy disk machines, like flow machines and things like like That stuff is all, it was all going out of business, but some companies still used it, so they taught it. But I'm sure that some courses are shorter now. Uh, and also, I think, like, even if you go to your local colleges, a lot of the courses are free if you take free online courses. Even Harvard has three online courses. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. I'm not sure if they do it in um, help desk with tech support, you know, IT, but, you know, just look and see. I'm sure some schools do. And they just give you a my certificate through the, through the mail. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I was just saying Microsoft and Google has courses that are free also. Yeah, yeah. And then you get a certificate. And really, that that's your qualifications you put on your resume. You know, and part of getting a job, 90% of it is if they like you. It ain't if you fit their qualifications. You know what I mean? Unqualified people I've worked with over the years, like, you know, how many jobs I've had that I wasn't qualified for, but I went in and the person liked me going to interview, oh, hold on, let me have you meet somebody else. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, right. You know, so it's, it's all a matter how you interview. That's the skill in itself. You know, you can get a job. You you can get a job. You ain't got no knowledge of, but they like you. They'll keep you. You know, and they'll train you on. Like she said earlier, they'll train you on the job. You know, so yeah. But could I ask a question? Being a senior, and you know, looking at this, is it something that in the field where people fifty, sixty years old getting ready, you know, getting ready to not have the, the, the technical skills and being born at that time because there wasn't technology in, in the younger part. It came in in the eighties and nineties. But the part I'm seeing is my mom is is ninety one years old and they gave her an iPad for her birthday and trying to watch her figure that thing out. Is is phenomenal because she 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 feels she's breaking something or it it is not working the way she thinks it works. And how do you see that for being able to help guide those elders, those parents that we now have that are are at that age that they they technology is 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 key in part. They can't do banking. They they can't write, you know, a lot of things is not writing a check and putting it in the mail. It's, you got to do your bill paying online. How do you see that as, as being a course that needs to be taught to our elders? Now, that's that, as far question. as online banking, that's a very good question. <laughs> as far as online banking and bill paying, that's going to be difficult, but with anything, with our elders and technology, we have to bring the kids and the young people in first, like, because they know so much. But first, with right. learning, you know, helping her learn how to use her iPad, have one of the kids help her download just a simplified layout to where, you know, she only got two icons. She know which one is this and which one is that. That can help simplify a lot, you know, so she's not overwhelmed by too many icons on the screen. Um, as far as any more technology, um, that's, that's going to be a challenge just because, of course, everything, you know, the, when it comes down to the font is so small on the screen, you know, I can barely read it sometimes. So um, that's going to be a, a totally different challenge. But I would say um, with them, you know, we, ha- we have to keep it simple, you know. They, they have a lot of people move um, in the iPhone. So. Where all, everything is big, like all the writing and everything is big. It's like a old person mode. Um, I don't know what I don't want to call it. Magnified, but but it yeah it does something to it where it makes yeah. the phone real simple. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I think that the elders, um, what she said was perfect. The little grandkids have to teach the elders, man, because they love the little grandkids and. 
you know, they're just going to get a kick out of how smart the little grandkids is, figures teaching them how to do this stuff. And that's that's always been the key, like, you know, programming a remote control or programming a microwave or whatever. I go to my grandmother's house. Let me do that for you, Grandma. Let me show you, you know. I, I always So that's I think that's the kids. You can't teach them. You know, so it has to be from the little kids, and they have to – you know, love those little kids because they're going to be looking and, and learning, but at the same time, they're going to be in awe, you know what I'm saying, how smart they are, how they're able to figure this out at such a young age. Right. But the other part, and I see this reason because when she had to go into therapy and she was put in, in the L, a senior's uh, home, and the thing that watching going into that senior's home and seeing all of those old people sitting in wheelchairs or sitting in chairs, wasting away, I was looking at, wow, what could we do as, as you said, bringing the young people, but yeah. to bring a class to where each one of those elders would get an iPad and be taught how to go on Facebook or how to go on certain things to be able to communicate with the world because they're sitting there and lost yeah. in the world that they, they grew up in and not connected to the world that's out there now. Yes. And you, how do you're, you're we, right. How do we take care of our seniors in those homes? And, and that would be like you were saying, the brother did fixing the phones most and teaching young people. If we could teach young people how to go into a senior, a senior citizen's home and have classes with elders and teaching them how to use technology to be able to catch some of the wisdom that's still in them before they die away. And and, yeah, that and, 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 and that's, I have a 90 year old auntie and all she wanted to know was how to get on Facebook and how to pay her bills. And that's what she did. She had her grandchild uh, to come over, and they taught her how to get on Facebook and how to pay her bills. And I told her the same thing you said, Kwame. I, they have a meeting every whatever, once a week, and, and downstairs uh, in their building. And I say, why don't you have to get the young people $5 ahead or something and they'll come in and teach y'all how to get on Facebook and stuff like that. That would be great. Right, because they would be able to create, leave their stories, even to be able to, to I mean, we got microphones and you can, you, can, you can record yourself. And having an elder sit there and tell the story of their life is recording their encyclopedia. Yeah. We got to look at how to use these technologies Right. Yeah, it's good to make money, but how do we honor those ones that we came from? Instead of them sitting there wasting away. You're right. Right. And that was a great idea. That was a great idea. A good, um, I mean, that would be like a good nonprofit, too, you know, like take the yeah. kids the summer and bring them to the senior home and teach them how to get on social media and pay their mm-hmm. bills online and stuff. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. And that's, you know, some extra money that the young people can make. Yeah, but it also, it teaches the, the IT skills that the children, the young people have, being able to use it to pass on 
the knowledge that they have that the elders don't understand and the elders what they have to be able to share with them. It's kind of an right. exchange. Yeah. I'm getting something new from this young person, and I'm sharing something old with this young person. Perfect. Yeah. And and what y'all said is profound about the kids teaching the elders because a lot of times when, like, we try to teach the elders, we get frustrated and we groan, so it's like, we can show our frustration. Kids really can't show grandma their frustration because they might get popped up. So, you know, they, 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 they're a little bit more humbler and they can be a little bit more friendlier with it. With us, you know, we fucking our team. We like, damn, like, why you ain't get it yet? Like, <laughs> I told you that button was for that. I told you to press that. Um, my dad, um, he turned 84 in the beginning of this month. Um, my sister had to get him a um, flip phone because he kept locking himself out of his Android. But when my mom was living, she taught my dad. Like, my mom had two iPads. She passed away when she was 71 in 2015. She had two iPads. She knew how to work her iPhone. Like, she was on Facebook. She was on Instagram. Like, she was on it all. And she taught my dad everything through Apple. So then when she passed, um, my sister and them, they got my dad an Android phone, and I'm like, why would y'all give him an Android phone? Like, it's too much going on. Like, he knew how to use an iPhone. Like, he never got himself locked out his phone. He never, uh, uh, he just knew how to work a phone from an Apple point of view. And now that y'all got him this Android, he locked himself out his phone every other week. Uh, he, he, he can't get the stuff that he knew how to get to through an iPhone. So now they got him a flip phone. Can't text him, can't do nothing. Um, and like y'all said, like, he hostile towards me trying to teach him, my brothers. Like, only one of my sisters can get through to him. So uh, I think I'm going to have to get some of his grandkids to, you know, sit the Well, the little ones anyway. One of them that'll be scared to get popped up. I got to get them. And, um... You know, showing them how they work stuff. I'm gonna get them an iPhone, uh, right? In about and, another and, week or two. And that's a good thing because the thing that I'm looking at is we used to get lap time from our grandmothers and our grandfathers when we were children. Now is the time for us to now take that lap that laptop and give that to them to give them some time of what technology, what, what I've grown up to, to know and, and understand. Now I can share it with you like you shared with me with having that lap time and conversations with, with that child. It's an exchange. It's giving back. I believe some of those like you said. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying I believe some of those stories have been lost, and they do need to be retold. Mm-hmm. True. True, you know, right. and we got down. the technology. The technology is here, so it's easy. all you do is, is just hit record and 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 have them on, on and have their face on there, and they're talking, and they're giving you a story that you can play back to the grand great grandchildren. Here was your great grandpa telling you the story about his life. That's how we can use this technology, also. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the seniors, like you said, Brother Kwame, um, 
they're lost in what's going on. It's like they're here in the world, but it's like they're non-existent because everything is online, everything is social media, and this, that, and the third. And um, they just lost, you know what I mean? And, you know, with that lap time and with that, you know, one-on-one time, you know, the grandparents and stuff like that, the older aunties and stuff, they can um, they can give the kids you know, they can tell them a story, and then they can tell them, oh, well, search up this and find this for me so I can tell you, you know what I mean, what what really happened and this, that, and the third, or if you don't believe me, search it up on Google, you know what I mean? So that that adds and extra to the kids knowing their you, history, too. Right, and you can have your family tree and being able to go online on all of these, these uh, genealogy pages and be able to look up people and show them, is this who you're talking about, and was she born here and that? So you now getting documentation from that person that lives that can authenticate what you're going to have as your family tree. Right, right. It's a lot we could do with technology. Now, Sister That's what Shine, I'm sharing. Yeah. Sister Shine, do you have... Uh, or contact information that people want to get on the waiting list uh, for when you uh, open up your learning center? Uh, yes, it's uh, T like Tom, M like Mary, A T T C O U at gmail.com. Say it again. Uh, T M like Mary, A T T C O U at gmail.com. Okay. So if a person is interested for themselves, their children, uh, they can get to you through this, and they can get on your waiting list, and they can be uh, in the first class. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll that one more time. Uh, opening up registration in uh, late September. Okay. I'm, I'm, I was trying to get it typed in, and it's T-M-T-T, what else? Uh, T-M-A-T-T-C-O-U at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. Thank us. Yes. Just like we have a Jedi school, you know, he's doing a great job, and we have uh, the other brother in California, He's doing a great job, uh, and we have Crenshaw. He, you know, so that's what it takes. It takes us to do it, and it's the network, and we just have to keep right. it growing. Yeah, part of the Overground Railroad. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so uh, kind of tell us some of the things that you would be teaching, Sister Shine. Uh, we'll be starting with the basics, um, just understanding hardware, um, no matter whatever type of device it may be, whether it may be an iPad, laptop, desktop computer, just understanding the basics of hardware, then starting with our uh, peripherals, you know, mm-hmm. you have an issue with your, you can't type on your mouse, oh, I'm sorry, you can't type on your keypad, um, you know, doing the basics of troubleshooting around that. Then moving on to uh, software, 
um, protecting yourself. So there's a security element with that, protecting your hardware, your data, your personal, personable, identifiable information, because um, I feel like that's most important. That has to be the foundation if you're going to be online. Um, you have to learn how to protect yourself in many different ways. So um, we'll be covering some security, some security features, how to use those, um, how to use software and things that you um, that may help you in your everyday life, whether it you know um, be you know how to um, how to budget better, you know online uh, budgeting tools, things like that. Also, moving on to uh, more advanced software. Um, like VPN, um, VPN security, also um, different uh, malware protection uh, software. So um, just kind of covering a wide range of things, but I know it's going to have to be um, sort of paced in a way so that everyone's able to learn, everyone's mm-hmm. able to grasp the information and, you know, um, not walk away feeling like they still don't have a better understanding than what they came with. Okay. All right. Excellent. And after uh, each learning or each class or each session, uh, will they get some kind of acknowledgement or some kind of certificate or something? Yes. Yeah, there will be a certificate uh, because there will be – I'll be opening up other levels as well. We'll just kind of be starting with the basics, then we'll move on to other levels. So, yeah, for Mm -hmm. each level that you advance to, there will be a certificate. Okay. All right. And I notice, like, a lot of times when you get your computer, they already have protection on there. So you're saying you have to add more protection to it. It's really about configuring the settings on that because my thing is not to have everyone going out, you know, buying up additional software, just, you know, spending money on things that they may not need. So um, it's just basically configuring those settings within the existing software to make it um, – to have maximum protection as possible, okay. essentially. Could I ask a question on that? Because <laughs> I I have okay a a Samsung, and then I use iPad. I have an iPhone and iPad. I create my presentations with iPad because the the Microsoft, and I mean, I'm using Microsoft on it, but there's a great difference in how you can structure. On uh, on a uh, Android phone as opposed to structuring on an iPhone. Do you see that? And the thing that I found too with 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 Android and Microsoft, where as opposed to iPhone and Macs, is you get less viruses in in Macs and and iPhones and iPads than you do with Microsoft. Yeah, Apple does have a more um, higher level of encryption, and that's simply, I think that mainly goes to Android being a more open concept software. So Android pretty much allows users to create really anything and everything. Apple is more um, locked down, if you will, so it does not allow as much freedom uh, for anyone outside of their own developers to really do much. Right. So that's where, you know, there's like there's um, more firewalls that they have to kind of get through in order to, you know, 
and part of virus into your system with Apple. So in in taking your course, would you would which would you say would be recommended to use a micro or you use an iPhone, an i a Mac, Apple? I would say it really comes down to your preference because it also it's based on what you're going to be using it for. So that would really, you know, all come, you know, come down to really what you're needing it for and then your own personal preference. But, yeah, we'll definitely go over um, – because we're going to be covering more than just, like, the basics. So we'll be going over, like, fishing attempts, um, so, you know, where people – you know, where you're just not clicking on everything. You can't do that. So, <laughs> you know, you can't click on just every link that comes – that you know, that you come across. So there will be things like that, what to look for within mm-hmm. those different links that automatically let you know – this is definitely a scam. Um, just different things that you can just with the naked eye look at it and tell, yeah, something is not right about this. So I, I'm going to pass. And see, and see, that's good because my, my, cause like my dad, he gets mixed up when it be ads at the bottom and they look legit. And like, let's say he'd be like, ooh, that looks nice. And they click on it and then it'd be something else. Or take you to porn or something crazy like that, and that's because he has that Android. With Apple, he would have a little bit more security. That's what I was trying to tell my siblings. With Apple, he would have a little bit more security, so he won't get tempted to click on something and end up on porn or something like. So, uh, brother Kwame, like it all depends on you know, like she said, like what you trying to use your phone for. Uh, what type of businesses you have, uh, Android, um, you can do more things with it. So if you, like, look in the program and I guess if you work, like, in the stock exchange or something like that, maybe an Android might be better for you because um, one of my friends has one of the new Androids, whatever it is, and, like, he could do, like, seven things at one time on one screen. Now, he well, have a business-type job or IT job. He don't need to do all that, but it all depends on, you know, your level of what you're doing in life. Well, what I'm using and doing that I've been using Apple for is basically presentations and historical uh, presentations and being able to cut and paste and put together a presentation and run it with videos and and audio in it to be able to, when I go and make a presentation at, at wherever I'm going as a gathering, then I'm able to, to open that PowerPoint and present that presentation with all of the diagrams and pictures and things that I, I put together for that. But that's what I basically use mine for. Okay. Now, the, the, okay. the key thing about um, when it's a computer, if it's an Apple computer, the Apple in general, it's only compatible with other Apple. So that's why people tend to use Microsoft because Microsoft is compatible with everything that's not Apple. And Android is compatible with everything that's not Apple. So like at the jobs that I've had, we've always used Microsoft. Um, you know, uh, whatever our internet explorer and everything comes through microsoft and the company runs like their own firewall behind it so when we're logged in they're in charge of what we can see so if i go to a certain page like tmz i can't go to tmz or block that you know what i'm saying so 
But um, Apple is specific for people who use, like, they do graphic designing, things like that, interior decorating, and, you know, they, they got to use a lot of, like, graphics and things like that. People tend to use Apple, but the problem is, like, let's just say Kwame had Apple, and then he shows up to an event, nine times out of ten, other people are going to have a Microsoft or Android, because those are the standards. And then his won't be compatible with theirs. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the problem with Apple. It's always been like if I did a spreadsheet in Apple, I can't transfer that to a, a, a Microsoft computer. So I have to do it all over again in a Microsoft. You know, it's, it's just um, so I, I learned, it doesn't, I, I learned it's that, not compatible. I le- yeah, I learned that lesson. That's why I brought me a projector. So when I go and do a presentation, I carry my projector. So I can put on screen what what's coming off of my Apple. I don't try to connect into other, you know, equipment. I just have my own projector and then that way my present I know it's gonna work because they're compatible with each other and that's how I do my presentation. Yeah, Apple's real funny like that. And um uh, now Android I have Android. I like Android better than Apple. However, like uh, Everybody in my house has an Apple, so they can FaceTime each other, and I don't have to FaceTime them, so that's perfect for me. Uh, you know, those, I don't have to deal with all that stuff. So I, I enjoy my Android because I'm the only one with it. But I do think that the security, the security features is is a lot tighter on Apple, uh, and that's pretty much because it's like all of them. You know, so if you get something from Apple, you got to buy another Apple part. So being that they control that whole ecosystem, whereas Android is kind of open source, so anyone can write to it, anyone can make things for it. It, it, it. In order for them to have it so it's open source, you, you're taking away a lot of the security. You know what I'm saying? So that's why Apple costs so much. You know, um, that, that's the key thing to it is can everyone can't afford an Apple. Everyone should be able to, you know, kind of afford a regular laptop which would be Microsoft or a regular phone which would be Android but they won't be able to afford a thousand dollar iPhone you know what I'm saying when the uh, the Android that does the same exact thing is 300 right yeah because yeah, I had the guy I had to buy that Samsung is because I was on zoom when we start having zoom meetings and to do the presentation and the Zoom would not present the Apple. I mean, the PowerPoint that I had on Apple Zoom, it would not. It wouldn't take it. So I had to switch over and and I keep the file in the cloud. So I just went on the Samsung and put that, and then I was able to show it on Zoom. And 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 uh, Sister Shine, um, will you also be teaching or showing people? how to get on the different media platforms, how to use them, like Instagram. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, definitely, especially for the uh, for the elders. Um, <clears throat> I think we're definitely going to have to do a class for them simply because we don't want them winding up on some of the things that's available on these um, social media platforms. So <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's going to be nice for them. I mean, as long as we're able to make sure that they're able to keep in touch with their family, um, that's going to be pretty much the center of it all, making sure, you know, everyone is programmed 
you know, they have easy access to it. So that's going to be like a special, um, like a special course just for them because I know they're going to need a lot more um, hands-on and hand-holding than, you know, some of the other. But what, but even for those that that's using it for their business and things like that, you know, just like I'm on all of that, but I just know the bare minimum of how to use Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. we can definitely go over um, some more in-depth things. I mean, what what were you considering? Like, what, what did you have in mind? You know, just like if you have a business and you want to promote it on Instagram, um, uh, you know, YouTube, and I guess I'm not on TikTok, but I am on Instagram. And, you know, just no. how to get around the social media now, I don't do much social media, so um, I probably can't offer any advice on, um, you know, okay. promotion or anything like that. But um, just the basics, definitely. But um, okay. anything more than that, yeah, okay. I'm not. But, yeah, um, there's just, yeah, there there is a lot to cover because I feel like we're already kind of behind. So we got to play catch up big time now. And and this is the thing that I, I have happened. My mom goes to visit my sister. She's got a regular television with cable and, and do, with the, the basic still two televisions. The flat screen is what they gave her, and trying to get her to understand how to work a flat screen and a smart TV, that was a challenge, and, and that whole concept. Was, but my sister has it to where she uses her phone instead of using a remote and, and looking at how to, to convey that and, and get an elder to see all of these buttons to do what you're doing on a smart television. And so what they had to finally do is get her want, get her a remote that she could speak into. Mm. Good idea. A lot of my elders use dictation for everything. You know, when you have to talk into the phone or your remote, they use that for a lot of things just because it's a lot more convenient. They don't want to type it. They don't want to, you know, um, channel up so many times. If they're able to search for it by speaking it, then it just makes it a lot easier for them. So I think that's right. just another um, another convenient thing. Right. And these are the, the, the tools that helps in technology and, and even being able to – I had to learn even with text messaging – that you could voice text, and then it's like, okay, text, but how do you, you, you got to say stop, then you put in, then you start the next line or next sentence. But if you don't say stop, it's just going to continuously keep putting down as you talk. It's going to keep on going. It doesn't uh, put in punctuation until you tell it to. Yeah, that's and that's true, but also that's really, if you look at that, that has been a form of AI that we've been using for quite a while. Like, even before um, the last few years, dictation's been around. So every time we use it, it gets better. And that's pretty much how AI works. We have to train it now. That's where we come in with our good vibrations and our pure intentions. Because if we come with that, then we can, we have a way to change AI to make it work for us. So that's my whole entire goal. Okay. The, the AI will help DI. the elders. The AI will help the elders more than anything, uh, yeah. because instead of them um, having to type and do things to the phone, 
they could just talk to it, you know, and the AI will understand, well, you know, I want to go on Facebook and I want to send Kwame a message and it'll just open that up and say what you wanted to type and it'll send it, you know, so it's going to get easier for the elders once the AI gets in, embedded in everything. Uh, you're just going to talk to it. Uh, elders will also take advantage of um, those who, who can still see to take advantage of the augmented reality glasses. When those come out, the phone will be right in front of their face. They can just move their hand around, hit your name, you know, hit the phone icon, and, you know, they're calling you. So all of that, as the technology gets more artificial, it will make it easier for the elders. Right. So I got a question. Now, now, now y'all know how, like, we be talking about, like, you know, the downfall of this technology, right? And, like, the glasses and stuff like that in the VR and all that. But wouldn't this be good for the elderly? Because, like, I hear what you're saying, but, like, if like my dad put on those glasses, that would be great for him. Because he could just touch the sky. Go ahead. I didn't, we didn't hear you. Who was speaking? Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That was that was. I I, I don't think we 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 didn't hear Tut. Tut. What was no, I saying? didn't hear you. Uh, I was just saying that that uh, one of the key jobs for the AI is to deal with the elderly. Um, uh, when I did the show on um technologies and things, jobs that it will be replacing. To deal with the elderly, nobody really wants that job. You know, it, it's a people job, but the AI will make it so much easier because um, the elderly will have somebody to talk to. That thing is going to talk back to them. They're going to have true conversations with this thing. How was your day today? My day was just fine and pleasant. How was yours? Oh, mine was pretty good. You know, they'll have someone to talk to. Don't they right. have that already with Alexia and, and what's that other one? Yeah, but that's just like um, it's not it's not as um, fluid as talking to a person. This is gonna be like you're talking like how that chatbot was when they called in and ordered the pizza. How it sounded oh, yeah. like a person. It's gonna be like that. You're gonna feel like you're talking to someone. In fact, you can have the AI talk to them in your voice. So you can put your mother in a nursing home and talk to her. <laughs> She's listening to your voice. You know, talking, but the AI is talking for you. You know, you can do that. Um, so I, hold on, hold on now, Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, <laughs> at some point, we have to stop, okay? Because no, we. I don't think we really want to go that far just yet. Because I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Megan. No, I don't think that's like we don't unless we are the ones that are creating these robots. But if these people are still in control, no, I don't want them anywhere near my elders at all. No, and I no, not, the, not, the so, not a robot. I'm talking about in your phone, like um, it'll be talking to you. Hey, how are you? Like how Siri works, you know. But it'll, it'll be able okay. to have full conversations with you. And for someone lonely, a home, a, a elderly person, you know, it'll you know it'll be able to communicate with them. They didn't have that before. But what I'm seeing is is like we have FaceTime. And we have WhatsApp, and to where you could turn on your 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 grandmother lives in Mississippi, and you live in New York, 
and you can FaceTime her with everybody in the house and everybody, and they could be on her screen, on her flat screen or, or whatever, her computer, her laptop. So she can sit there and conversate with the family and see everybody. That's the exchange that I see that this is this is being able to do to where we're not just talking on the phone to somebody. We're actually seeing each other as we communicate in real time. And those are the tools that we can begin as that elder sits in that, in, in that nursing home and her daughter calls her when she gets home or the grandkid calls her from coming home from school and say, Grandma, look what I did and show this. That gives that energy of the absence, but it also gives the presence of someone that they love and being able to see and hear them. Yeah, FaceTime. Well, that's what we do on FaceTime. Right. Right, right. You can also watch movies with your family and go on other apps while y'all FaceTiming and everybody can see it at the same time, too. Mm. Right. So it's a lot with this technology, but we have to pick and choose. And like Sister Shine said, no, we're not going to give everybody the charge to be able to, to create for we have to be able to use it to what, what we have to put the divine and the humanness back in it, and this is where we have a specialty in how we utilize AI. I mean, TI, mm-hmm. IT, whatever. <laughs> but that it's, 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 it's good, but we got to learn to balance with it because there's still going to be the humanness, and still you, you can have all the virtual reality that you would, with goggles on. It's nothing like walking in grass in the woods as opposed to sitting there at your desk looking at a virtual screen. It's not going to give you the same energy. Uh, on the new um, season of Black Mirror, they had an episode where these two guys are out of space, one like a, a space probe, and they're on a mission. And they're thousands of miles away from Earth. They're just floating out of space. Uh, I don't know how long their mission is, but they're going to be going for a while. And they got little workout equipment and everything in there. And um, They also have this, like, bed that they lay on. And when they lay on the bed and they put their dog tag in the machine, they're able to have uh, a version of themselves on Earth. Now, the version of themselves on Earth is a robot. Uh, and the robot lives in the house with their wife and children and is acting or playing the role as them, you know. So when they tap in, now that robot comes to life in, in the real world and they're able to, you know, still go to the store and, and everything they, they do in the, the bed is happening in the real world. And, you know, so nonetheless, this group of people Let's just say, like, they tried to do it like a Charles Manson cult. They showed up at one of these robots' house, and they said, you know, we don't like the fact that we got this robot walking amongst us. So they beat him up, and they killed his wife and kids, who are real, in front of him. So he's out of space watching this all happen, thousands of miles away. You know, his robot is, is destroyed, but he's still alive. And he just saw his wife and kids killed. So he kind of goes into, you know, this um, depression. 
So the other uh, astronaut says, ask his wife when he goes back to the real world, like, listen, um, how about I have him come back every once in a while and he can um, still experience, you know, get a breath of fresh air and feel the wind hit him. And, you know, so I guess whatever they feel, this robot feels, they feel, right? Um, And it goes on from there, but... So this is like that avatar, you, the movie Avatar technology, and, and this right. is a lot like the transhumanist thing that um, Martin Wolfblatt is talking about, um, the, the the cyber version of yourself, right? Where they could upload this these things into you. But uh, uh, the point I'm trying to make is this technology is going in directions that sound real sci-fi, but it's really what they're trying to do. Um, so this, the, the, the astronaut ended up coming back, and he killed the other astronaut's wife and kids. So now they're both stuck on the ship. Their families is dead. They can't kill one another because they need each other to survive. You know, and that's kind of how it ended. You know what I'm saying? But all because of the robot, man. It was it was kind of ill. Y'all, y'all need to check that episode out. Um, it it kind of man. It, when I started telling the story, it tied into what we was just talking about. But I got I lost that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it, this this is just where the ch- technology is emerging to, and um, this is where we're going. You know, it's, right. it's not gonna be any um slow down once they get to certain points you know they, they're going to go ahead because it's capitalism it's money to be made. well and this is why i say in being able to record those ones and how it was and being able to look back into it we got to have some type of of memory of before and now and that that that's just my my preference in seeing it Thomas, what was the name of the episode again of Black Mirror? It was, oh, man, I don't know. It was the second episode, though. It was the second episode of Black Mirror. Because I watched the first three. So it was the second one. So they say AI will become sentient, like, within, I believe it already is, so... Yeah, me too. Um, I think ChatGPT is I don't know how does everyone feel about that. Like, I believe they are already self-aware. If they're creating their own language, you have to be self-aware in order to do that. Also, they're trying to mimic humanism so so much that they're trying to even allow them to experience emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Trying to give them the soul. Yeah, but Sister Bev, that's one thing that they can't give them. <laughs> that's impossible. Not yet. Right. But me personally, I can't wait. I, mean, I can't wait to see this whole thing come together. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 wanna, I hope I'm alive to see it. That's all I say. You know, if, they, if this thing starts talking to it, like it becomes an actual person, like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm not one of the people that think it's going to destroy humanity. You know, I'm saying? I think it's going to make humanity better. Um, but in making it better, every time you make so what they say the 
the road to hell is paved with great intentions. You know what I'm saying? So, be... um, that's what's going to end up happening. You're going mm-hmm. to be like Charleston Heston's on Planet of the Eight when he rides on the beach and he sees the Statue of Liberty in sand and he goes, my God, you see what we didn't do yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's why it's important that we get involved so we don't let it go there. Right. Or we can counter it. Mm-hmm. So we can counter it. We can control it. Everyone's going to have their own versions. You know, it's it's not going to... And we're all going to engage with it. But some people, is, you're going to engage with it and just do what it tells you to do. And some people gotta know how to make it do what you want it to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm trying to get to is we're not we're not being zombies, just controlled by it. Um, similar to how like the kids go to college and they come home and they have these ideologies, and it's like who embedded this in you? You know what I'm saying? It's strange, but that's just how it works. Like once this thing comes on, gonna once you allow it to control you just like they let those ideologies control their way of thinking. They're not thinking for themselves anymore. Now that they have control over you, but as long as you're able to control the technology, you know, and and me personally, I think black people are just too defiant. We we don't like people telling us what to do. You know what I'm saying? We're done with that, you know, so we'll be defiant and and we'll, we'll, we won't be doing the right thing. You know, so I think that'll come. That'll actually help us in dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's another. Instead of saying divine intelligence, we could say defiant intelligence. We defy this artificial because we know it's not it's not what what human is about. And and the part that I'm seeing with all of this that we're creating is is that the next level of evolution that we're now getting ready to evolve into, and this is the part of our saying from coming from a, hom- a homo sapien to a homo spiritus, moving from a carbon base to a silica base, because technology deals with silica, and this is what we're, we're engineering and, and creating a new source of tool to create what Crystal has always done in this planet is be able to hold memory and consciousness inside the earth's core to keep this frequency of this planet. Yeah, I see I see like how we like how we took over social media, I see our people taking over this AI and this new age stuff too. Every somehow, we some do. way we gonna be on top of it. That's why I still go Everything back to touch with and it's just we have to know that we have the confidence to do so and the know-how to just not really not really even care. One thing I will say is these young people, they are so outspoken with no, like, they just don't care. They're going to say however they feel, and that's something that we, I don't know, we haven't seen that in quite a while, in my opinion, so we have to empower them with this knowledge, with this technology, so that we are, are we not relying on them? They're the so, future. So, Sid, Sid you just said something what? real profound. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
um, you just said something real profound. These young kids don't care about nothing. They'll look you straight in your face and tell you, I don't care. Now, we could perceive that as a bad thing, but if we switch their mindset and they still don't have this I don't care mindset, it'll be a good thing if you could kind of get where I'm going with it. With them having a I don't care mindset and shaping them and tuning them, you know, into the right way and into the IT way, they will have a I don't care mindset anyway. So if we can put them to good use with that I don't care mindset, that'll be best for us. But that's also where good leaders in the community come in at as well, because even if, you know, they may start off, you know, with the I don't care mindset that's maybe not so good for them or for the community, but if they have someone to guide them and lead them in the right direction, that can always change. That that young person can be revolutionary if we empower them. Don't fault them for being outspoken. Allow them to express themselves. And just don't let them be. Now they like scattered. Like if you can yeah, take that but and focus it. But a lot of a lot of these kids today, they they TikTok feed. They have a thirty second um a thirty second uh, attention span. You know, once thirty seconds is up, that's TikTok videos over, and they they're on to the next thing. So to get them focused in on something enough to care about it is what we need to do because they don't care about anything because nothing matters. You know. They just scroll ahead, scroll ahead until they find something they like. It's, it, it, and it only lasts a few seconds. They get their little dopamine rush, and they're on to the next one they're looking for. We need to cone them into liking something. One thing, you know, they're all, like you said, they're scattered all over the place. But we need people to be focused on solutions to problems and things like that. And um, I think purposely they put some of this stuff out here to, to keep them unfocused. Right. Keep them with a 30-second attention span, you know, um, but um, if they can listen to us. And, and what I also noticed with them is talking to them in person, you see, that that gets their attention more because they can't scroll ahead or, or you know, tune you out, you know, when you're in front of them. They they have to make them talk because they're very um, anti-social because they haven't engaged with a lot of people. They engage with people through technology. They engage with people in an artificial means. So (laughs) when you're in person with them to try to break down the walls, the barriers they put up because of their insecurities of talking to other people, that's why they don't talk to girls anymore, the guys. You know, they're afraid, you know, because they're – they have this anti-socialness that about them. I don't know what to say. My kids have it themselves. So to sit down and cry through, to catch something that gets their attention enough for them to stay focused on it, they'll be very, very, very good, you know, in the future. I think they'll be the best generation of blacks ever to live. But they have to stay focused. You need well, to, to get, them all, get them all out of all. <laughs> we are not dosing the children. <laughs> no, well, we, that's what those people do. But I have to totally but, agree with you. 
I feel like as long as we give them something that they can be passionate about, because honestly, I feel like it's all about reprogramming them. They have to be reprogrammed in order to become this way. You know, um, growing up, boys wouldn't scare to talk to girls. They would look you in your eye. You these little these little kids, you can't even get them to make eye contact with you because they're just not even used to it. So it's we have to start with reprogramming them and then gaining their attention with something that they can be passionate enough about that we can keep them even starting in intervals. I'm, I'm, we got to start with the basics for real, for real. So even starting in intervals, like 30-minute intervals, things that capture their attention for longer time spans. But would you say that and and take – now, this is my own experience and having young people come out and camp out and live in nature for a weekend. The experience of transformation I've seen in young people, okay, I had a group of young black boys that came from Black Star School, and they was from 10 to 16 years old. And the part for them when we took them to the corral and, and put them on horses, the experience that this young boy, he told me, he said, Baba Kwame, and he was sitting back on the horse riding after he got over his chair, and he was riding. He said, Baba Kwame, this is better than playing Xbox. And just to hear that, you know, for them to be able to be introduced to something other than technology gives them an opportunity to make choices that, yeah, I can have fun, being on the back of a horse as opposed to sitting in, in, in the house playing Xbox. So it's, it's we have to be able to give them tools to make choices because they come with purpose. This is all education does is that induce, bring out what's in them. That program of TikTok puts in them that 30-second that pleasure uh, dopamine fix because now we've got kids that are Wi-Fi addicts. It's worse than crack. It's worse than crack. Try taking a phone from a kid and see how he acts. He acts worse than a junkie. Way worse. You might have to 302 him. Well, that's, that's kind of where that balance comes in. You know, for one, we still have to, you know, be one with nature as often as we can because that's the, that's the true source of our energy. So that's first and foremost. However, you know, even though – everything is still going to be internet and technology based. It has to be more focused on something that can actually be beneficial to them, something that can actually feed their mind instead of just providing them a source of entertainment for 30 seconds to three minutes. So we have to just change their focus. Essentially, like I said, they, they were programmed this way. They, they, we didn't raise these kids this way. Well, some of them they were because, they were born in the technology era, but this was not always the way is what I'm, is what I'm essentially saying. So we have to get back to reprogramming our children, spending more time with them. It just, it really all comes back to some of the things that we haven't done in a long time. Quality time is not as, um, it doesn't come as often as it used to because we're always busy working, doing, travel, doing something. So we have to get back to reprogramming our children by spending time with them, 
taking them away from that technology sometimes, but also teaching them whenever they are using it, yeah, maybe do percentages. I'm one for, like, making, like, writing something down. So, okay, maybe for this amount of time you get to, you know, watch a little bit of entertainment, but you can always scale that back over over time. So try to cut these children off cold turkey. Y'all, y'all going to have to deal with that fight, not me. Yeah, these kids, is they will, like I said, you might have to 302 one of them. Like, they will go bananas. My niece, my niece, she was acting up in school. She graduated high school this year. But her 10th grade year, she was acting up in school, fighting, all types of stuff. Her mom took her phone away. Y'all, when I tell you she went berserk, like a drug addict, she went berserk. Took a knife to the couch, like, all types of stuff. And I asked her, like, what the hell is your problem? Like, she was like, uh... Oh, but you don't understand, like, our lives is on, is on technology. Like, she could have took anything away from me, but the phone, no, like, my life is on there. She was like, I don't think y'all understand how much our lives is on there. And I said, you ain't, I mean, I know that. MySpace was started when I was in 11th grade, so I know what technology is. Like, but you ain't had to go that far, but, yeah, trying to cut them off cold turkey, I, I don't see it. But what, But no, you know, if what, you want it back. If you want it back, what else can you do with it other than use it for entertainment? I'm going to give you this amount of time. Show me what else you can do with this other than just using it for entertainment because I'm, I, I don't condone that. As parents, right. we have to step up a little bit more and be more in control. And I know these children are used to kind of having their way, but we can't – if we want to be back in control, we can't allow that to happen. Right, but what I'm seeing, what you're talking about with IT training and with the STEM programs, okay, yes, they understand TikTok, they understand Facebook, but do you know how this works? Can we show you how this is all put together? And being able to sit down in, in, in a class and let them see how this program, IT, I mean, uh, TikTok works. What is it that you, okay, it's this, but how does that work? What program did they use to put this together? How did they come up with this concept, and how does this algorithm work? Begin to teach them the inside of what they're using. And also how they use. I want to teach them even how the algorithms are used against us. You know, I would like, especially the children that are, I would say from the ages of 7 to maybe 12 to 13, I want to ask them, okay, whenever you see a certain video and you watch that video, are you, do you not continue seeing those same type of videos? And, you know, how, I don't know. I'm nobody's psychologist, but I want to know, like, how, if you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, because we have to understand, these children are dealing with trauma porn. They're dealing with so many different things that they are having to visualize and experience whether they want to or not, if it's something that may seem even in the most least fascinating way, if it's something that is going to capture your attention, it has your attention already. So they don't even have any control, but teaching them that, okay, you, you actually don't have to watch that video. Even though, yeah, it may, it may be a little, um, of course, it may be interesting to continue watching, but you can't, I, I use a common, um, that I use, and I say uh, you have to reject the download. 
So, yeah, we have to teach our children to reject the download because that's not something that we want them to experience on a daily or on a frequent basis throughout the day. But what you... Yeah, what, we have to teach the them how to use social media properly and understand right, how the but, algorithms work. But go ahead. Yeah, but what you're sharing is, is very much on point because this is why we have now these labels, especially in, in elementary school that now you want to put this child on Ritalin because he's what? Attention deficit disorder. He can only focus on 30 seconds. He can't sit there in the classroom and focus on something because his mind has been programmed before he got in that classroom and seeing these type of, of features on those phones that we gave them. I mean, they, they have children walkers now that a child – you put an iPad up over this child's walker, and he walks around with this walker and the iPad, or you put it over his bassinet. This is how mm-hmm. we are introducing our children to this technology. Babies have iPads. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Well... We are getting uh, down to our uh, last few minutes here. And any last words? And also, Sister Shine, give out uh, your email again so people can get on your waiting list for your class that you're going to be teaching uh, to learn how to deal with this technology. Yes, it's T-M-A-T-T-C-O-U at gmail.com. All righty. Thank you, Sister Beth. Thank you, family, for having me. I appreciate everyone's questions and comments. And thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank, thank you. us, John. Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank us. All right, do you have anything uh, you want to say before we leave? No. Um, next week, we're going to start with the uh, finishing out the human enhancement. Okay. And everyone have a great one. All right. Better love, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the round table. Thanks for the listeners. Thanks. Thanks. Better love, y'all. Better love. Be back tomorrow with Dr. X. I know.
the negative vibe And if you're trying to make it, they only push you aside They really don't have nowhere to go Ask them where they're going
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.